You're listening to the Airline Briefing, the industry affairs podcast from IATA, keeping you up to date with the most vital issues facing aviation today. Hello and welcome to the first of our series of Airline Industry Affairs Update podcasts. My name is Chris Gota. I'm part of the communications team at IATA, the International Air Transport Association. Over the coming weeks, we'll be doing a series of podcasts looking into the issues that are really top of mind for the airline industry at the moment. And uh, we'll be going through those with our Senior Vice President uh, for External Relations, Mr. Sebastian Mikos. Sebastian, welcome. Welcome, Chris. Hello, everybody. And so today, uh, and that date is the 13th of January, uh, 2021. So we're into the new year. And really the issue that is most top of mind amongst the coronavirus and everything else uh, that we're facing at the moment is the issue of airport slots. This is something that many people will have seen in the news, um, but really we're here today to talk about why this is so important for the industry, what we're looking to see done on this this year, and uh, the next steps uh, that we face in, in the coming weeks. So Sebastian, if I can just go straight into that. In terms of slots, you know, um, regulators around the world are considering in what to do around airport slot use. Why is this issue so important to the industry? I cannot not start without some history. Uh, very briefly, slot uh, slot is a, is a is a is a right. It's an asset that the airline has invested in over the years because of the growing congestion of the traffic. So, I I don't I will not come back until the the fifties, but from the seventies when the slot started, uh, we had. Uh, more and more airports that we're having more and more demand for the traffic, which means for the traffic in the same hours. Because of course, as you know, airlines wants to plan uh, their networks and land and take off in the best uh, optimum timing for them, uh, which means for the passengers. Let's be very clear about it. It's not about airlines, by the way, it's about our passengers because airlines wants to provide best connectivity. So when you are a passenger, you land and you you short uh, your, your, your stay is short, uh, you connect quickly to, to another plane. That's what is the heart of the um, competitivity of airlines. This is what's the, the heart of the networks, which m- makes passengers uh, select an airline. It's not always about price. So uh, we have uh, uh, what is called level three airports, which is, let's put it very simply, the most congested airports. We have 198 level three airports, which decided... Um, making it short, okay, we need to have some form of regulations to know who is arriving, who is departing, because this is what uh, our comp- competitivity uh, uh, need, and this is what we can provide to passengers as, as an advantage of, of, of our network. And in very simple terms, we have a word slot uh, uh, guidance. Uh, we, there is a word uh, uh, airport slot slots board, so it's a body which regulates Slots and until now, to be very frank with you, Chris, slots were not on top of the agenda of the airlines, and they were particularly not on top of the public interest, because in a normally functioning market, slots was a technical way of solving the congestion problem between the slot regulators, so an external body that regulates the slots, the airports, and the airlines. It was a little hidden behind the scene, a little like our maintenance everything we do in IT distribution. A passenger sits and he wants to see a schedule and he wants to see a functioning airline. So it was our kitchen 
that unfortunately, due to the current situation, has become very public because uh, there are changes which are due to the not normally functioning market. Right, so what we've seen is, obviously with COVID-19 crisis, airport uh, connectivity has collapsed, we don't have the demand. So those slots, that those are congested airports, those slots were sitting empty. Now, if I may just sort of prompt you on this, the, the issue that we have is that the rules say that airlines who have been given these slots must use 80% of them. Broadly speaking, it's complicated, but at yes. the basic level, 80% of them. And without that demand, of course, the only way you could do that would be to fly empty planes around, which is environmentally and financially ridiculous. So what we got with an agreement last year was the regulators agreed to basically waive the rule, that 80% rule. Is, is that right? Yes, because slot is um, it's very difficult uh, and delicate to name what a slot is, because it's not an asset that is owned by the airline. Uh, but it's not um, it's not owned by the airport either because the airline has invested in arriving for many years at the same time. And so uh, the airline has built its presence and has built its presence, which means has built its presence also for the airport. Airlines is flying, but airport notes that these passengers are coming. So there is the, there was a lot of uh, debates about can you sell slots, uh, trade slots, etc. We don't go into that. But slot is not a one-way avenue. It's ju not just a right of an airline. It's also an obligation for, for the airline, and rightfully so. So if, a, if an airport wants to have its infrastructure well operated, an airport needs to know that uh, it has a reliable customer, which is an airline. And this airline will be coming 80% um, of the time, which means 80% of the pair of slots which is given to, uh, um, to, to, to this uh, particular airline. And again, we are in this very strange situation when it was okay until the market was functioning normally, but now um, the, the market is not functioning uh, uh, normally because the market has been stopped due to COVID and due to administrative re regulations, which to be very precise for us is, for, for us, I mean IATA, is both an administrative closure of the market, so it is simply forbidden to some, some citizens and passengers to arrive into a certain country, but it's also the same if you have a quarantine, because for us it's equivalent to closing the market, there is no demand. So suddenly this one-way avenue became a huge problem. Why? Because airlines have the obligation to fly 80% of the slots. Now we have a situation where most of international traffic is literally stopped, uh, or, or it's I don't want to go into percentages, but if I say that it's less than more than 50% of the traffic uh, that is stopped, I will not uh, lie. I, and I would say that there are regions where it's, where, where it's more. So suddenly the airlines are facing the risk of losing this. Why they don't want to lose this slot? Because the traffic will be back. We know that. We will do probably another podcast on vaccination, but vaccination provides us the, 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 the potential view that in the next couple of months, let's call, it, let's call it 12 months, traffic will be back. When traffic will be back, congestion will, will come back to this to this regulated airports. So airlines want to keep this, uh, this, uh, this investment and they want to keep this right to fly uh, at this hour at this airport when the traffic will be back. The problem of slots is between the pre-COVID and the return uh, of the normal traffic. And this is what we IATA are trying to sort out. And again, I insist it's for the benefit of the airlines, but it's for the benefit of the passengers. Because if airlines, in very simple terms, can have a flexible solutions, 
so they can operate some slots and not operate some others because of complete lack of demand and because of the market being completely destroyed, the ultimate benefit that will go first to passengers who will have more choice. And you know, there is very late late bookings now, so, so this choice is, 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 is uh, are somehow narrowed down. But also, it's, there is going to be a benefit for our own airlines, which will be able to maintain employment. Because at the very end, what counts now is that you have, we all have too much fleet, we all have too much capacity, uh, and we have to survive until the moment the traffic returns. So this is the main message that I, I want to give, is that the situation on slot is not normal, not because of airlines, not because of airports, or not because of slot regulators, but because of the market dysfunctioning, mm -hmm. which completely stopped. And we need to find a way to walk through this period because we have a beginning of this period, let's call it March to, to uh, 20. And we have the end of this period, which is when, when the vaccination will be massively distributed. We're going to have hurdle immunity and, and, and uh, um, governments will reopen. So we need to go through this period, let's call it 24 months uh, and, and, and allow airlines to plan their capacity in the most efficient way. I was mentioning this late bookings because they don't know what to plan now because people and our customers, I mean, not people, our customers are coming very late, let's say 10 days before, 15 days before, not as they used to come 60, 70 days because nobody wants to take the risk of knowing if uh, and buying uh, a ticket if the passenger doesn't know if he will be, he, she, family will be able to travel or not to a certain place. So again, we're coming to the network, which again are coming to the slots. It's as simple as that, but it's very complicated from like a regulatory perspective. So um, I totally understand that what we're looking at is this interim process of, of rebuilding the network. So what is it that um, the aviation industry through IATA and the airlines and the airports have offered to regulators? Mm -hmm. And how are regulators responding? Have some been positive? Have some been negative? Where are we with that? So uh, I, I will just bring two, two parts. First, when this crisis came, there was a request from the industry for what is called a full waiver. So we've just asked for a waiver saying, okay, can we just not use those regulations, just ha have like a, an open book? Because we don't know what uh, the traffic is. I mean, we know the traffic is not existing, so we don't know if it's the, 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 the traffic will be winter last year, which is the winter season. So is the winter season 2020. Is it going to be uh, you know, 10%, 15%. And this chapter is now closed as we speak today in 2021. Uh, the waiver was granted and actually it worked because some airlines decided to, to, to take some risks and put some, some traffic. It worked, but basically there was no traffic. Again, the problem of, of completely disrupted market. So just to be clear, that was in 2020. That so was in 2020. Full waiver in 2020, yes. which was good. Where are we now in 2021? So, so in 21, we're in a different situation because first of all, we have uh, we have some domestic traffic. We have some airports who says we 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 and and and, and we generally agree that the the idea of having full waivers it's not sustainable idea because we cannot just have a regulation which is which is which is fully waived. So what we did in very short terms is we. We had an agreement and a recommendation, which was done, which was uh, at industry level signed between airports. So airport uh, uh, ACI, the the, uh, the the Airport Council International, which is a body um, which represents, I guess, most of the pretty world, much of, pretty, much, pretty much everybody in the airport industry, and definitely the ones which are regulated. 
the the airport coordinators and these these people are extremely important because they are the technical support which uh, which which try to f to find the fairness Right, they're independent. They're independent, yeah. and, and and it's 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 a, it's an industry agreement that their role is very important. We are very fine with that because it's the interested party are not biased, which is airports and us mm -hmm. airlines. But we have somebody who is trying to be the arbiter, and that's that. And, and they also sit with us. They they, they they notice that the traffic is gone, like everybody done that did. So so we we, we had the, we had this agreement worked out with them, and us Ayata representing the almost 300, uh, 300 airlines. So we all together made a recommendation to the regulators saying, in very simple terms, we need to be able to return some slots when we know we will not use them and keep the right of, of uh, getting them back when the traffic is back. We, we, we commit uh, on 50-50, on, um, uh, so we will, we will fly half of, of the slots which are, which are left, but we also want to have what is called a... Um, a force majeure uh, um, uh, privilege. So if there is a situation, which actually just happened, where you have a market which was open, which is closed, we, we just then have a kind of full waiver. We don't have to use the slots because not we don't have, but we cannot. I mean, the, ups, the, 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 the ridiculous scenario would be that an airline sends an empty plane just to keep a slot, which actually happened in the past, but you had massive traffic. Right. Now the it's so-called ghost flights. Ghost flights. Nobody wants now to send an empty flight yeah. uh, 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 because of because we cannot ask on financial relief for airlines and then operate empty planes and bear all the costs. Not to mention the sustainability part mm. of that. But uh, that that was the proposal, and we are in a situation in which we have positive replies from some uh, continents and countries on some continents. Uh, um, Russia, Brazil, we have Peru, we have Vietnam, we have uh, Thailand who, who uh, agreed on, on um, uh, more than the proposal. They just extended full waivers. We have s some countries which says, okay, we will follow the recommendations because again, to be very clear, we just recommend. We are not the sovereign power that the, the regulates slots. We can recommend to national regulators. And we have European Union, which behaves in an extremely strange way uh, again which seems like for me not understanding that there is no traffic that we are operating in, in a disrupted traffic situation and frankly i'm i'm really surprised because the european commission has came with its own proposal which was against everybody's uh, will so we are in a situation where most likely this proposal uh, will be will be changed and amended why to bother airlines which on one hand are going to, uh, to financial relief, and this financial relief is provided, you know, I'm losing the logic. You provide financial relief because you see there is no traffic. And these airlines are suffering not because of their mismanagement or overinvestment or whatever, you, you, you name it, but because they have no capacity of running their business, like hotel, like events, like sport arenas, like, you know, all these restaurants. You cannot run your business properly, so you get financial relief, which is fine and it's fair for, from the state to provide support. And then somehow the same representatives, political representatives, are saying, by the way, we will not give you slot relief because there is traffic, so you have to fly. No, 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 there is no traffic. The market is disrupted. We are not hiding this traffic you know, uh, below the table <laughs> saying we have traffic we don't know European Commission to know about. The traffic is gone and we need to work on on the restart and on the rebuild of, uh, of, of the market. Therefore, the more flexibility airlines will have, particularly in Europe, the more they will be competitive. 
because they will offer the best networks for the passengers who at the end will have choice and our industry was all for the last at least 30 years it was about increasing capacity and providing more choice this is what allowed the ticket prices to go down and me as a former CEO of an airline I also cannot forget that that also allowed us to increase employment which we are now decreasing and what we want is to keep the people we have with us because we need their competency and we need to give them an emotional and rational explanation that we cannot keep them now but we will be recruiting and hiring and bringing yes. back so but maybe there are solutions in which we can you know uh, crawl together through this period and keep those people on board so when the traffic bounces back we will be able to scale up quickly it's it's all about this and frankly i don't understand why it's so difficult to understand and what's the political agenda behind because it's a worldwide crisis everybody is touched in the same way and it's all about us being on the same boat surviving and then we can re restructure reform the airlines I'll be there and I'll be more than happy to do it once we have the customers and we can operate the business. So just to sum up then, it, where, where we are at the moment is um, there are elements of the, of the EU, of the Parliament, perhaps the Council, looking at the Commission's proposal, which you described, you know, did not offer us the opportunity to hand back these slots and have the force majeure that we need. So we're hoping that we will get some positive amendments mm -hmm. and the time scale for that is really kind of the end of the month. We, we need to know by the end of January. Um, right? We need to know it by the end of last month because yeah. uh, this is when we needed to know it. But we, 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 we of course would like to need it, know it tomorrow. The end of the month would be, would be good because we're also waiting for a decision of the US administration. And just for a reminder, we got the full waiver also from US uh, FAA last time. There are discussions about granting this uh, waiver or following uh, our recommendation this year. So yes, it would be fantastic to have it really within days, again, because airlines need to plan what networks they'll be able to provide uh, to our customers uh, starting from April, starting from the, the summer season. Uh, and, you know, they try to sell tickets for June, July, so what, what was normally the peak season uh, in the in the airline industry b before COVID and see if there is any demand and then adapt capacity and then eventually take some risks if you want to keep some flights open until the very, very last time, uh, very, very last uh, moment, I would say, and you know, see that if you have a load factor of 5, 10%, 15%, which we see in many airlines now, uh, just to decide not to operate the flight, not to deepen the, the financial trouble in which our, cast, our, our members are now. So there you have it. Um, uh, that's where we are at the moment. Um, this is a crucial issue for jobs, for investment, for the passengers and for the airlines. So we're very much hoping we're going to get some good news on this. And when we come back to this topic, as I'm sure we will in the next few weeks, uh, well, let's hope we have some positive news. Sebastian, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you very much, Chris. And we'll be speaking again to Sebastian uh, in the coming weeks. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to The Airline Briefing, the industry affairs podcast from IATA. For more information and the latest news on all the most crucial issues facing aviation today, go to iata.org or follow IATA on social media.